morning everyone, welcome to Whitburn Pentecostal Church. This is our fourth Sunday in lockdown, but it's Easter Sunday, we're here to praise God, and I just pray that you experience the presence of God where you are today, sitting in your living room, wherever you're coming from today, I pray that you experience the presence of God as we worship Him. We're going to uh, sing a song of praise uh, that reminds us that death is not the end, reminds us that Jesus has won the victory and that his is a glorious day. This is a glorious day. So we're going to praise, we're going to worship, we're going to pray and then we're going to get into God's word in just a little minute and we're going to really hear what the scriptures have to say to us today about Easter Sunday. Jesus, the verse that we're going to speak from Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. He's never changed. He's still worthy of our praise and we're going to worship him this morning. Father, we just thank you for Jesus. We thank you for his presence in our lives. Father, we thank you that there's nothing that he can't do. Father, with man, there are so many things which are impossible, but Father, with God, all things are possible. And Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' name. We come to worship you. We come to honour you. We come to lift up your name. And Father, we just pray that you would assist us in our praise. Lord, we pray that all the technology would go well. Lord, we pray that nothing would uh, be a hitch today, but Father, that we would just have nothing that would come in the way of us experiencing your presence on this fantastic Easter Sunday. So Lord, we just pray, bless us as we worship you, bless us as we pray and praise, and bless us as we read your word and just contemplate what that has to say to us today, Father. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Let's worship God. Let's sing Glorious Day.
new day. This is a new day and we've been talking about being in a new season as a church. This is undoubtedly a different season that we're in as a church and we're going to keep praising him this morning. We're going to sing this uh, wonderful song that helps us to focus on Jesus and it says, what a beautiful name, what a beautiful name, the name of Jesus. And Father, we just want to speak out that name today, the name of Jesus. Father, as we worship, Lord, we recognise that the risen Christ, our Saviour Jesus, is the one who gives us life today, is the one who fills us with his spirit today. And so, Father, we just pray, help us to really experience your presence as we sing. Father, to, for our hearts to be open to all that you want to say to us. In Jesus' name we ask.
you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you for Jesus. We thank you for all that he has accomplished on that cross for us. Father, we thank you for his perfect life. We thank you for his perfect death. Father, we thank you for his perfect resurrection. And Father, that's what we celebrate today on Easter Sunday. Father, we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that nothing could refute that resurrection. Nothing could refute that resurrection. And Father, we thank you that we live in the truth of his resurrection today. Father, we thank you that because he lives, we also live. Father, not just here on this earth, but Father, there is a spiritual life in us. And Father, we know that you will take us on into eternity, Father. Father, there's an eternal hope that we have, an eternal future that we have. And Father, it's real. And Father, we know that there are, there's, there's people who've gone on before us. And Father, we just thank you for them. But Father, we just know that we have that hope within our hearts today. Father, we just pray for those today whose hearts are heavy and whose hearts are sad today because of loss. Father, even people in our, our own congregation who are affected by loss uh, just even this week and in the last few weeks. Father, we just pray that you come by your spirit and that you would bring comfort into their hearts. Father, that you would minister deep into their souls. Father, that they would know your peace. Father, that they would know your presence in such a special way. And Lord, we just thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're here in this moment. Father, you're here with us. Lord, we just say, we say this morning, Father, we don't know where we'd be without you. Father, we confess that we are not enough unless you come. So Father, will you come and meet with us again? Father, as we go on in this service, Father, we just pray that you just show yourselves to be real to us. May we know your presence as we open up your word. And Father, as we consider what your word has to say to us today, Lord, may we know, may we know your voice in our hearts. May we know the encouragement of the, the Holy Spirit lifting us up today. Father, we just thank you for all you've done for us. And Lord, we just give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honour. And we do all this in Jesus' precious name. to God's word in a little minute um, but just uh, stay tuned in stay with us and uh, you know I just pray God's blessing and you prayed that and prayed for for people in our, our church who are struggling at this point in time and uh, I just want to say from from me from us you know we've gathered as a family here in the upper room today and uh, we just want to say that we love you and we miss you guys um, and we're just looking forward to the time when we can be back together and to celebrate just being in each other's company and, and you know being in God's presence you know we need to keep praying for the presence of God in these days that we're in we need to pray that there be some miracles that we see happen uh, despite what's happening in our world just now that we really lean into God and we press into prayer press into his presence so let me encourage you to do that Amen just turn to our, our Bibles in just a little minute and we're going to turn to Hebrews chapter 13 we're going to read verse 8 it's one verse today but there's a number of verses which we're going to read today and uh, the, the verse that we're going to read is actually the title of the message today Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever you know I believe that Jesus has never changed he's that one constant in our lives and uh, you know 
This, this verse reflects the wonderful truth uh, that God is unchanging, that he is consistent, that he is constant in our lives, that God never changes, that Jesus has never changed. And uh, this is reflected in the word to John that was given by Jesus in the book of Revelation, where uh, Jesus said to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come. Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever, who was and is and is to come. You know, we, we believe and we're looking for him to come back. It's just great to be in his presence and uh, to be gathered today as church. And I just want to spend a little time reflecting on what this verse means for us today. You know, we, we live in challenging days, but Jesus has something to say to us in the midst of the challenging days. Um, one of the most... Uh, Powerful passages in the Gospels for me is actually John chapter 1 verse 1. You know, Jesus is the same yesterday, it says in this verse. And I want us to just think a little bit about yesterday. What does it mean? What does that mean yesterday? If Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever, what does yesterday actually mean? Well, let's, let's look at what John says. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus existed in the beginning, before time, he existed, and he existed with God. We, we can learn through this that Jesus is in fact God. He's not, he's not some kind of sub-created being by God. He is in fact God himself. And it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was, he was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made... And without him, nothing was been what nothing has been made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. We read in Genesis that God spoke, and things came into being. God said, "Let there be light." He said, "Let there be," and things came into being. And this image on the screen is here intentionally. God spoke. And he spoke our world into existence. And Jesus is described as the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He is the very expression of God. And when he spoke, things came into being. I love that uh, little uh, bit of uh, text in uh, one of C.S. Lewis's books where he talks about the creation of the world as if uh, Aslan is, is speaking over the world and things are coming into creation. But it's not just a voice, it's actually a voice in song. And I just think of that verse that God rejoices over you with singing. He speaks words over you today. Jesus was in the beginning creating the world. And then we go on to read that what John says later on in this chapter, that the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The Word became flesh. The Word became a human being. Jesus, the Word of God who spoke the earth into existence, became a human being and lived amongst us. And John says we saw his glory. The glory of God rested upon him. Jesus said of himself, he who has seen me has seen the Father. And so Jesus is this it's just this incredible person who lived at one point in history, yet he still lives on. He was the same. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is unchanging. 
What does it say in the Bible about Jesus? That he was born miraculously. Miraculous birth. That he grew in wisdom and in stature and in favour with God and with men. And at the age of 30, he began to serve the purposes of God for his generation. It started with a, a, a miracle, the changing of water into wine at a wedding. In fact, it's the one miracle that's recorded by all four of the gospel writers. His first miracle when his ministry began. Jesus showed us what God was like. He gave us an insight into the character and nature of God. That God loves us. And we read that later on in the book of John. If you've never read this book, get a hold of the Gospel of John and read it. It's just such a phenomenal book. It tells us as well that Jesus was obedient to the will of the Father. His Father, he said, you know, if, if, any, if there's any way that this is possible for all this suffering to be taken away from me, he prayed this in the garden before he uh, went into his time of suffering. He says, if there's any other way, then take this from me. But he says, nevertheless, let your will be done and not mine. He gave himself to the purpose of God. He was willing to suffer and to die on a cross. Willing to suffer and die for you. And for me, what an incredible truth, that our sins might be forgiven, that we might know what it is to be free and live at peace with God. But the incredible thing is that Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose again on the third day. He came back to life and he spent time with his disciples. He rose again on the third day. And this is the great fact of history. There was a tomb which was empty. But the tomb was filled. You know, I think of a conversation between some friends, honest friends as they walk along a riverbank. And th the friends were these guys here. C.S. Lewis, H.V.D. Dyson and J.R.R. Tolkien. Probably through the Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis is famous. For Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, Tolkien is famous. And they're walking along a riverbank one day having some conversations about spiritual things and Lewis uh, pointed out to, to, to Tolkien, they were talking about myths, Tolkien talked about the myth of Christianity. Uh, Lewis at that point, not a Christian, likened the story of Jesus to so many other myths that he had read and studied in English literature at Oxford and Tolkien's reply was incredible. He said, this profound thing. Of course Christianity is a myth. It just so happens to be the myth that's true. What an incredible thing to say. All of these conversations, all of these things which were said led to C.S. Lewis becoming a Christian himself. He was exploring the things of God. He'd come uh, from a Christian family. He had moved to having the, taken the position of being an atheist and then suddenly God started working in his life again. And he, he, he was wanting to know what it was to become a Christian. And he says that on one day, he was on a journey from where he stayed to, to a trip to the zoo. And he says, when I started that journey, I wasn't a Christian. But when I got to the end of that journey, I was. Because God had done something in his heart and life as he was seeking out God. All because of one person. A man who was raised from the dead. The man who is the same yesterday, today and forever. The man, Jesus Christ. And it said, I, 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 was just, I was thinking about this and uh, I kind of thought the Jews wanted Jesus dead. The Romans declared him dead and the disciples believed that he was dead. 
The Jews wanted him dead. They shouted out, crucify him. The Romans crucified him and they, they said, this guy is away. He's dead. He's gone. Because normally what they would do is they would break the legs of people who were on the cross. And they needed to do that because they didn't want these people being on the cross as they moved into the Sabbath day. But when they came to Jesus, they realised that he was already dead. He'd already given up his spirit. He says, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Jesus was already dead. And, but the thing is that Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose again to life on this Easter Sunday. On Easter Sunday, he rose to life again. And the Jews tried to cover it up. And the Romans, they, told, they were told to shut up. But the, the disciples, they got up. They got up and they ran to the tomb. And they ran and they saw as they looked in that the tomb was empty. Peter went into the, first, the tomb first. Then John went into the tomb. This, this was only after... Jesus had appeared to some women and said, go and tell my disciples that I'm back to life, I've raised from the dead. And they ran off to tell the disciples in an excitement, in a hurry. And so they came back, they came running to the tomb. The Jewish leaders tried to cover up. The Romans who were guarding that tomb were told to shut up. They were told to keep quiet. But the, the disciples got up and ran to the tomb to find that what the women had said was true, that Jesus was alive. All these things were recorded by Jewish historians. There's even some Roman writers and historians who recorded about this man Jesus who was presumed to come back to life again, who was raised from the dead. But the four gospel writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, record in great detail for us what happened to Jesus. Not only through his life, but also what happened at his resurrection and after that as well. And this is the good news. The good news is that he is risen. He's risen. He's not left in the grave. Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is risen. We've thought about the Jesus of yesterday, the Jesus who created the world, who spoke it into being, the Jesus who rose from the dead. But Jesus uh, is present today as well. And we find this in the name of God that was spoken to Moses. When we go back into Exodus, where the, the Israelites were captive, they were held as slaves in Israel, and a man called Moses was called to lead them out of slavery, we read that God said to Moses, I am who I am. Moses was saying, who will I say sent me? They'll not believe anything I say. And God said, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me. And this is an incredible fact of history as well. Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is the eternal I am. God is I am. He has always existed. He always will exist. And he always, he always has existed. He always will exist. And he will always exist into time, eternity and beyond. God is that one constant in our lives. He didn't say to Moses, say, I was, or I might be, or I could be. He said, I am. I am has sent you. Past, present, and future. God is that constant in our lives. Listen to what Moses, Moses said to his successor, Joshua. Because we're thinking about Jesus being the same yesterday, today, and forever. Think about the words that Moses spoke over Joshua. He says, Be strong and courageous. 
For you must go with this people into the land that the Lord swore to their forefathers to give them, and you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. God never leaves us, never forsakes us. It was true for Joshua, it's true for us today. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. Yesterday in our past, today in our present and tomorrow in our future. God is that one constant in our life. And so we can say with confidence, I am has not abandoned you. God has not abandoned you. I am has not given up on you. He's still at work in us. I am has not let you go. I am will not let you sink. I am will not leave you behind. God is who he says he is. He is that one constant. He is that I am, that eternal. He doesn't exist inside of time. God exists outside of time. Before time began and when time comes to an end, God exists outside of that. And we worship that God today. The psalmist says this because we do exist in time. He says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. The Bible says over and over again that life is short. It's like a mist that is here in the morning and is gone. Just as the mist comes, as it has done in the last few days, and by the, the end of the morning, the mist is gone and the sun is shining. Like the grass that comes up and then it withers. This is what God says our life is like. You see, our lives, our lives are short. But in our lives, Jesus is that one constant. Yesterday, today and forever. You know, um, just a few nights ago, Mary and I were sitting out. We were sitting out the back um, at our chimney. And we had a fire going. And we were just sitting on the, the swinging chair, uh, just having a drink of coffee and, and tea and whatever. And just chatting and, and reflecting. And I said to Mary, not in any kind of morbid way, um, but I just said, do you have any regrets? And we stopped and we thought about that question for a while. Do you have any regrets? And we looked back at our lives and we realised that actually we can't relive our lives. We'd been looking at some old photographs just over the last uh, week or so as well. I was looking at some photographs from the days when I worked in uh, Mitsubishi and, you know, you just kind of think, you can't go back and relive your life again. You can't go back to those moments and relive them. Although God was with us in the past and he's the same yesterday, today and forever, we can't go back and live those moments again. All we can do is look at the lives that we're living just now and actually say, I'm going to live my best life for God just now. This is us sitting outside at the chimney I don't know if you can see the sparks flying. As we reflected on, on this question and we had our conversation and we chatted about many things, I came to the conclusion that I had no regrets. There are some things I look back in my life and I wish I could change, yes. I would go back and do things differently. There are things that I think about uh, now that I don't, didn't think about then, things which are important to me now that weren't then. But throughout my life, I can honestly say as I stand here today, I have no regrets because God has forgiven me of my past and the things which are in my past that I'm not proud of, 
I can say honestly that I look back without regret because God was able to deal with that because he is the same yesterday, today and forever. God can deal with our regrets. He can deal with your regrets. And can we trust God for our future? You know, think about some of the things that we're living with today. In our today, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And in our today, there are things that we may be struggling with. I think about our financial security. You might be worried about your financial security. You might be worried about your job and just uh, what's happening. Maybe some people are on furlough and you're just concerned about uh, where things are going to go. You're concerned about the finances. You know, you're concerned about these things. You may be concerned about debts, which you have. But let me just say that God is our provider. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. And as I look back in my life, I look back at God's provision. Even at times when it was so tight and when we got on the wrong side of that line and went into the red, God was faithful and God provided for us. We think about our kids, we think about their future. You know, we're all in lockdown at the moment. I don't know what it's like for you if you've got young family. Maybe things are just going a bit crazy in your house and I just pray that you find peace and grace and mercy and all of that and just find ways to be constructively engaging with your, your kids. Get them together, sit down and worship and sit and pray and read some Bible verses and just share and just do life together. Take these opportunities because who knows, we, we might never get those opportunities again in the future. It's a time to take hold of some opportunities. You know, you might be thinking about your family which has grown up and they're living elsewhere, they're about to get married, you know, life is moving on for them and we're kind of thinking, well, what's the next thing for me? And we think about all these things, you know, but can we trust God with our marriages? When we're in lockdown and we're living with each other day in and day out and we're maybe rubbing up against each other and there are things which maybe weren't part of our, our, our kind of normal uh, and there's a new normal now and, and we're just finding that it's creating some strain, God can come in to that situation. We can invite him into that because we know that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Think about our relationships, the things that are ongoing in our lives just now. And I'm learning, I'm learning all the time that I can trust God with my past because I've asked God to forgive me for the things that I regret, that I'm the things which I, I would have had regret for, should I say, things which I would have regret for, but God has forgiven me of those things. And so I can look back and say, okay, I made some mistakes, but God's forgiven me for that. Can I trust God with my present, the things that are happening in my family today, in my household today? And can I trust God with my future? And as I was preparing the message today, I was thinking about this passage uh, not a passage in the Bible, I was thinking about a song that we used to sing, sorry. And it's a song uh, by Andre Crouch, and some of you will know that. And I watched a video, it was actually the Gathers singing this song. And as I watched people singing this song, I saw tears rolling down their faces as they realised the truth of the Christian life, that God is the same yesterday, today and forever. The song that they were singing was Through It All. I'm going to put the words up on the screen here. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, 
through it all I've learned to depend upon his word. And as I watched this video, I saw people who knew what it meant to go through some dark stuff in life, but know that God was there with them. And then they went on to sing one of the verses and it says, I thank God for the mountains. I thank him for the valleys. I thank him for the storms he brought me through. For if I'd never had a problem, I'd never know that God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. And I know that the words of that song will mean so much to some people who are listening to this today. Because as I was preparing, as I was praying, I just felt the presence of God. I felt uh, just the, the, the emotion that was, was welling up in me. Uh, as, as God's Spirit moved upon me as I listened to the words of this song. And I'm going to put a link up onto our Facebook page so that you can listen to that again, um, so that you can listen to that song and just meditate on the words. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Why? Because Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. The risen Jesus, the Jesus who has come back to life, Will you trust Jesus with your past? Will you ask him to deal with your past? Jesus can come and he can wipe your slate clean. Jesus can come and everything that you owe God or you feel that you owe God for the wrong things that you've done in your life, Jesus can clear your account. He can wipe your slate clean so that your past is dealt with. Will you trust Jesus with your today, with the present? Even as a Christian, and as Christians listening to this today, it's easy for us to take our eyes off of Jesus and to focus them on other things, to focus them on the storm. I think about that story of Peter getting out of that boat and, and just stepping out onto the water and reaching out to Jesus just because he responded to the word of Jesus. It's me, come, Peter, come. Come and meet me out in the water. And I think about us we can take our eyes off of Jesus, but I just want us to consider keeping our eyes fixed on him, even amidst the storms that we are facing. Keep pressing on, keep forging ahead. And maybe you've never put your trust in Jesus. Maybe you're listening to this today and you go, do you know, I think there's something in this. I've never put my trust in Jesus. I've never asked him to forgive me for my sins. I've never asked him into my life because that's what our present that's what today is an opportunity for is to deal with our past and to ask God to come into our present to ask Jesus to come into our hearts maybe you've never done that today is an opportunity for you to do that can you trust God with your future do you trust God with your future we can trust God with our past we can trust God with our present we can trust God with our future because God exists outside of time God is not limited by space and time even the prayers that we pray the prayers that we pray God has already heard them before we've even prayed them because he knows our hearts God has seen you this day and I encourage you just to reach out to him today and to put your trust in him why because Jesus has risen Jesus has risen 
at the time when it could have been contested most. The most information that we have, the most documented information and the most reliable information of the time tells us that Jesus rose from the dead, that he walked with his disciples, he talked with his disciples, he ate with his disciples, he laughed with his disciples, he prayed for his disciples, he encouraged his disciples. He rose again and today this Easter Sunday we celebrate the fact that he is risen and that he can come into your heart and into your life today. And so I'm going to ask that we just, we're just going to bow our heads for a moment, we're going to pray and we're going to pray for each of us today that we experience the peace of God, that we understand that he is the same yesterday, today and forever. And that if you are not a Christian today, that you put your trust and your hope in him and that you invite God into your life, that you invite the Holy Spirit into your life and that you watch to see how God will transform your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you that your Holy Spirit is living in us. And Father, we just pray that you would help us to experience that. Lord, we thank you that Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And Father, we pray that we would experience that security today. Father, for those who are worried, for those who are concerned, for those who are fearful, Father, I just pray that you would help them to focus on you and that you would just come into their experience and that they would know your peace, that they would know that peace which goes beyond understanding. And Father, may it guard their hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And Father, for those who've never made a decision to follow you, who've never made that decision to give their hearts to Jesus, Father, I pray that today would be the day. And I'm just going to invite you to pray a prayer after me. And once you've prayed this prayer, what I'm going to ask you to do is to, to write yes into the comments box if you're watching this on Facebook. If you're watching it online uh, on our webpage, you can go to the contacts page and you can email us and let us know that you've made that decision. And we, will, we have some things that we can send out to you. We have a pack that we can send out to you so that you can discover more about this relationship with God. We'll post it out to you. Just private messages, uh, email us through the church website. But this is the prayer that we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, I realise that I am a sinner. There are things in my past which I regret. And I pray that you would come and that you would wipe my slate clean. That you would give me a new start today. I ask that you would fill me with your Holy Spirit. That you would come into my life and that you would help me to live a Christian life. Help me to live the way you want me to live. And I trust you with my present and I trust you with my future. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, let us know because we want to really get in touch with you and help you along the way on the Christian journey. The Christian journey can be challenging, but it is a, a rewarding journey. It is the most rewarding thing that I have ever done in my life. I just want to finish off uh, by saying uh, a blessing over you. The Lord bless and protect you. The Lord strengthen and encourage you. And the Lord keep you safe. The Lord give you hope. And may his light rise in your hearts. I just want to wish you a great week. And we will see you throughout the week. And watch out for messages on Facebook. We'll send out emails. And just let you know the things which are coming up uh, next week. So be blessed and have a great week and stay safe.